So a common scenario is taking pain medication, opioids, because of an injury of some kind. And then you go to heroin, which is basically the same thing. And then you go to or mix in with whatever you normally take with fentanyl. How many times have we heard this progression of addiction take place? Ending with an overdose and or death. Hopefully, as a society, we become wiser on how to prevent all this or at least to slow it down. But the numbers say otherwise. This drug problem that we have is burning like an out-of-control forest fire. And the pharmaceutical companies are ultimately to blame because they knew what was going to happen and what was happening, but did not care as long as they made billions and billions of dollars every year. Money to them is much more important than human life. That's what their behavior tells us. And let's not leave out the many doctors who've turned their heads and looked the other way. Why? Because of money. Now you ask, how can they do that? Well, it's easy. All you got to do is be godless. Today I have with me somebody who put a, a wonderful video together addressing this drug epidemic. He interviewed the people in the trenches, so to speak. The addicts themselves, along with parents who lost a child to this horrific hell. And this video not only explains the process of addiction, it also addresses the solutions. How we can guard against this plague that has hit our country and world in an unprecedented way. And what we can learn also, as parents and kids especially, on what to do and not to do to keep everybody safe, healthy, and alive. So I have with me today Bill Tompkin. How you doing, Bill? What's going on? Good morning, Robert. How are you? Everything all right over there? Everything's great. Thank you. On the other side of the console here, trying to create a visual for the listeners, you know? It's like a triangle, me, Bill, and the board guy. All right. I, get the, I guess they got the picture. <laughs> and a window behind you, no less. But anyway, first of all, what made you put this video together, which is called My Son, My Daughter? Well, first of all, Robert, I want to thank you for the opportunity to be here today and to address your audience. About five years ago, a coalition of uh, community groups over in the Easton area, uh, the Palmer Kiwanis Club, the Easton Kiwanis Club, the Boys and Girls Club, and uh, the Center for Humanistic Change, a coalition of groups came together to form what's called the Easton Opioid Awareness Task Force. So we did that about five years ago, and prior to the pandemic, we uh, had sponsored a number of public forums and seminars. Essentially, we're a drug outreach and awareness effort. That's our mission. Okay. I must say, it, it, the, the video is very professionally done. It has no actors in it whatsoever, and these are just honest, brave people telling their heartbreaking stories. So what we did uh, during 2022 uh, with the uh, assistance of a very capable uh, local professional videographer, James Boberka, uh, who is a professional videographer, uh, he and I took on this project interviewing young people from the Lehigh Valley uh, caught up in addiction. And we also interviewed several sets of parents who lost their sons to either overdoses or to uh, uh, fentanyl poisonings. And the people that were in it uh, that beat uh, the drug problem that they were going through for years, they showed plenty of emotion telling their story, something they were incapable of doing during their addiction because many times they shut down and hide their true thoughts and feelings, which we all know is incredibly dangerous. You have to be honest on what's going on with your life. And somebody who's addicted is hiding all the time for some reason, and they don't want to express what's really bothering them. Well, among the things that we learned uh, during the production of this video, Robert, we learned that uh, people caught up in addiction are master manipulators. They hide it from family and friends, and in many cases they do so very successfully over an extended period of time. And the people that are in it, once again, they give concrete advice on how to prevent 
and help the situation. We have to realize that success stories do exist. You can beat this thing. Oh, there's no question about that. Um, uh, in many cases, though, that uh, people we interviewed had gone through rehab and recovery multiple times until they were successful, but not all uh, individuals caught up in addiction have happy endings, of course. Now, this addiction thing, unfortunately, can hit anywhere, anytime. And as you say, Bill, doing this video, addiction doesn't discriminate. It just wants your soul. One of the uh, young people we interviewed who is now a drug and alcohol counselor here in the Lehigh Valley, I thought captured that beautifully. And what he said was spot on, that addiction wants your soul. Now, how can adults and kids see this video that you put together? What, what's the story? How can they get these presentations for their schools or churches or whatever organization they're involved with? So what we've been doing in recent months, Robert, is we've taken our video out to local high schools, to Boy Scout troops, to uh, community organizations, and the video can be requested uh, via email at scheduletimsvideo at gmail.com, at scheduletims, T-I-M-S, video, at gmail.com. And we will take our video out to your community group or organization here in the Lehigh Valley at no cost. And you've done this for how long now that you've been doing these presentations? Well, our first public uh, pre preview was uh, back in November at Eastern Area Middle School. And, and since then, we've taken it to a number of Lehigh Valley high schools and other community groups. And I got to tell you, the video, uh, I, I watched it several times. It, again, very impressive. It describes what goes on with the struggling person and the, and the parents and the family and friends. It, it really shows the whole broad spectrum of disaster, really, and hopefully coming out with, uh, with a positive solution of beating it one day. But it's, it ain't no picnic. Well, needless to say that uh, the people who are caught up in addiction uh, put themselves and put their families through hell. Um, uh, it's often said that uh, individuals don't get caught up in addiction, that families get caught up in addiction because it does tear families apart uh, uh, emotionally, uh, as well as financially and otherwise. So, unfortunately, when you become mentally and physically addicted to drugs, it's like your boyfriend or girlfriend. You're dedicated to that drug, and you'll do anything to get it. Well, people who are caught up in addiction, that becomes the focus, the sole focus of their, of their existence, is pursuing that drug and pursuing that high. And what comes with that is further and further... And, and more and more disrespect and disobeying and lying and stealing from their own family. Well, as I like to say, when uh, an individual is caught up in addiction, uh, he or she has a couple of op options. You can steal or you can deal. And, of course, uh, female. Or, bo or both. Or, or, or both. Or both. And that's oftentimes the case. One of the young men on the video said that what he, what he regrets the most is letting down his family. And the guilt of doing that many times makes the addiction even worse. Because they understand what they're doing with their family. They're not blind to it. And that guilt does build and makes the addiction even worse. And that's sad. It's like a cycle they can't get out of. That's exactly right. It is a cycle they can't get out of. That's well put. And, you know, it makes it easy for family members and loved ones to stop trying after years and years of this kind of drug abuse, withdrawing their support, where they stop trying to help because the person with the addiction never listens anyway. You know, what I've learned during the course of this video production, Robert, is that um, uh, families can try to compel a person to go get help. But until that individual is ready, until he or she is ready uh, to get themselves clean. It's a very tall order. But withdrawing <clears throat> the support by the family, that, that compounds <clears throat> the problem because the support is essential, even though the person addicted to drugs may not deserve it. It's still very, very necessary because they think to themselves, hey, if everybody's giving up on me, then I might as well give up too. And then you got thoughts of suicide come in. Family support is critical for an individual 
to get clean. No question about it. This is Don't Bring Up God. My name is Robert. I'm here with Bill Tompkin today talking about a video that he put together, an anti-drug addiction video, which is outstanding. Everybody should see. Now, if you have any questions for Bill, the phone number is 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900. And one of the young men in the video gave advice to the kids, and he said, which is incredibly important, and we've heard, and we've heard it before, you got to choose your friends wisely. Because as the Bible says, bad company will corrupt good morals. And it's just a matter of time before one of your friends is going to turn to you and say, hey, try this. And then what do you do? Well, there's no question, Robert. We are all susceptible to peer pressure and kids in particular. And as several of our participants said, that had it not been for their friends, they would not have gotten caught up in the drug subculture. And it's pushed in TV and movies and, and songs, it's pushed, and they're encouraged to take an experiment with this crap. Well, I think that uh, there are elements of our overall culture that are contributing factors. I think that's true. So before you know it, your child may start selling things to get money to buy the drugs, and sometimes it takes the parents a little time to catch on, where you sadly admit to yourself that you can't trust him or her or her anymore to the point where you don't give your child money under any circumstances because you know he's going to use it to buy the poison. Well, as I said earlier, uh, because addicts become master manipulators, they really are compelled to steal from family and friends, and that causes them to lose trust. So as the drug addiction escalates with your son or daughter, many times it becomes a 24-7 war where you have to watch and monitor all that they do, eventually sending them to rehab, and then sometimes they end up in jail. Well, uh, it's a frequent outcome, but it can be uh, incarceration in some cases. It causes people to get clean. It could actually help the situation. In, in some cases, although uh, a number of people had told me even in jail, drugs are available. So it may not necessarily be the answer, but for some people it can be. And I've heard success stories like that, that they, in, in solitude or they got a lot of time on their hands, they actually start reading the Bible, and they, stay, and they take a hard look at themselves and begin to change. So it, sometimes it could help, but sometimes it could do a lot worse as they learn to be a more effective criminal not to get caught next time. You know, Robert, um, incarceration is not always the answer. You know, I personally believe in a carrot and stick approach. You have to create incentives for people get, to get clean. Uh, and I think that um, uh, there's a term called harm reduction that is increasingly being deployed throughout the nation to uh, encourage people, to induce people to get, to get clean. But uh, incarceration in worst case scenario uh, can sometimes be effective. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, Throwing them in jail is not the no. solution at no. all. There's got to be a better way. Of, of course, of, of course. The one, young, the one young man in your video, which is called My Son, My Daughter, why don't you uh, give that email again? If people want to have organizations like schools and churches and so forth, get a hold of this video and see the presentation to help their kids and adults why don't you give that information? Sure. Again, for organizations or community groups to request a video, you can email schedule-tims-video at gmail.com. We have opted, Robert, not to put this online. We don't want this to be just another TikTok, TikTok or YouTube video. Uh, we like to be able to introduce a video and then to be able to engage in dialogue following the conclusion of the video. And that's important, the dialogue, because you just can't leave people hanging. Um, they, 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 hopefully the kids are going to want to talk afterwards and get some stuff out that could be very helpful and beneficial to them in the future. So We've had several recent cases where we have shown this to school groups where subsequent to the video, we've had uh, several students come forward and request counseling 
Which, of course, is desirable. And that's what you want to do. Exactly. To, to get the snowball rolling in a positive direction. Exactly. So this video that you put together is called My Son, My Daughter. And there was this guy on there uh, who may one day appear on the show, possibly. But he mentioned that his sister once told him through the, through the addiction that you're better off dead to our family. Because then you won't be driving mom and dad crazy and everybody else. Brutal words. Well, it's, it's uh, heart-wrenching to hear that admission. Um, it took a great deal of courage on the part of all of our participants to, uh, to make these admissions on tape. And needless to say, when a sibling makes that statement uh, to her brother, it, it does tear you apart. Now, sometimes they're so deep in drugs that they don't even comprehend or care what's, what's said. But most of the time, that kind of vicious comment runs deep and destroys people, piling on, once again, the guilt of what they're doing. They try to stop, but they can't. And then tell themselves, hey, maybe my sister's right. Maybe I should kill myself. But that's never the solution. You know, Robert, um, when we put this together, it was our intention to impact the young people and the audience who see, who see this. And we hear these statements from Joe and our other participants, it does have the intended impact. And uh, tragically, if, uh, if, uh, if people don't get clean, this generally only has one tragic ending. So what happens usually over time is that those addicted to drugs become more and more withdrawn, feeling more and more alone. And, and those suicidal thoughts, as I mentioned <sighs> earlier, come in. It's just a vicious cycle that needs to be treated. Otherwise, it's just going to get worse. You know, if you want to see some really uh, gut-wrenching video, Robert, I would, I would recommend your audience look at uh, the videos that are available about uh, the Kensington area of Philadelphia, which is an open-air drug market. And, and, and no exaggeration, the videos of uh, Kensington look like scenes from The Walking Dead. And this is what happens when open-air drug markets are, are permitted to exist, and there is essentially no law enforcement in an area. People are caught up in fentanyl, heroin, and xylazine usage, and it really is gut-wrenching. Do you have a phone number there for people that need help, like a hotline or something, or 800 number that could be beneficial? So for people who need assistance, uh, uh, I'd recommend they call 800 662 H E L P, which is 800 662 4357, which is a PA Get Help Now hotline. And if you want this information uh, to be heard again, don't forget our podcast. Maybe you want your son or daughter or friend or relative or family member to listen to what we're talking about and they're not here presently listening. Uh, go to the podcast. All you got to do is search Don't Bring Up God podcast. I usually put it up um, the Monday or Tuesday after after the Sunday that we do it. So we all got to remember that people have broken the chains of addiction. It is possible. But to do that, you must actually want the help. You need to want to change as opposed to being forced and told to change. You alluded to that earlier. That's correct. Uh, it's my uh, experience until an individual himself or herself has bottomed out until they hit rock bottom. They, they really cannot be compelled to get clean. And then you run the risk of them dying before they hit rock bottom. Uh, of, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, the person eventually, hopefully, as we're, as, we're, as we're saying, has to take responsibility for the bad decisions he or she has made. Realize that there was a lot of damage done in the past, but you, you can change all that as you move forward. In your video, uh, one of the moments that changed the young man's life was when he was in prison and went into the courtroom for a hearing in front of the judge, in front of his family. Do you recall that? Of, of course. And, and um, being led into Northampton County uh, courtroom in change in front of his family was the uh, rock-bottom moment, moment for him. He saw, he saw the incredible hurt in his parents' eyes and sadness and disappointment. And that turned him, and from that point on, he was basically a changed man that, I got to do something about this. I want to change this time. 
That's exactly right. Uh, again, not to be repetitive, but until that person hits rock bottom, whatever that moment is, uh, that's the moment in which they can turn their lives around. This guy we're talking about is now clean. He graduated college, doing quite well. Um, as I said, we might see him down the road in a couple months coming on the show. And I must say, as far as the colleges are concerned, that's the worst setting for drugs. Because you can get anything you want anytime where kids are more apt to experiment with things. And everybody knows who the drug dealers are at college. It's big business. Some of these students make a small fortune dealing. Oh, no, no question about it. it I is, don't, do parents know this? My God, it's, it's, a, it's a multi-billion dollar business. And tragically, uh, as the public is presumably aware, with the open border on the southwest, we're seeing increasing loads of fentanyl and other drugs coming across our southwest border. But you got to be aware of it when your kid goes off to college. You don't know what's going on there. Um, the drugs are all around. I'm just saying. I've heard it so many times. You know, I've arrived at the uh, conclusion, Robert, that um, the drug, the so-called drug war is essentially lost, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and our, our purpose here in putting this together was to enable kids to make good decisions. When that moment comes in their lives, and it happens to all kids, am I going to experiment? Am I going to engage in drug usage recreationally? We want the kids and young people who've seen this to make good decisions to avoid going down that path. To be aware. Exactly. Uh, this video, my, my son, my daughter, also talks about uh, the parents. The parents give their opinions and so forth and talk about the incredible anger and hurt connected with the tragedy of losing a son or daughter. Parents who can't believe that their little cute baby girl or baby boy has changed into a broken seemingly hopeless young man or young woman as they go through the process of addiction they wonder how can this happen it's such a horror story and unfortunately i i know what i speak of it again it's incredibly heartbreaking and brutal i wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy you know i've said in public forums robert how much i admire the courage of the people who sat down with us on tape and bared their souls uh, about the most horrific moments in their lives and talked about what they put themselves through or what they put their families through. And, and I admire these people so greatly. And as I like to say, they, they bared their souls in hopes that others can be spared going down this path. And parents are oftentimes told by their son or daughter that they would never try these hard drugs. And then once they do, they promise to stop and never use again. But these promises are broken one after the other as your child becomes more and more controlled by the drugs. It, it, this tends to be a progression, and most of the young people we interviewed, Robert, really do start with uh, alcohol and weed, and it becomes a progressive thing or a regressive thing, and one thing leads to another, and they end up either as heroin addicts or, in some cases, they are are victims of fentanyl poisoning. I know a professional successful doctor who got hooked and died, along with a brave Marine who was totally hooked for years, but eventually somehow did survive it and, and beat it. Now, if these two high-character type people could be overcome by drugs, what chance does a young child have? Well, obviously, this epidemic, and it is an epidemic, affects all socioeconomic groups. No one is spared no one is immune. It crosses uh, all lines, if you will. So uh, uh, we all need to be aware of that. I like to say that uh, at its core, this is an educational issue. Uh, I think uh, uh, the nation has done a really poor job in terms of drug preventative education. We've talked to high school students who've told us that they have never received any anti-drug education. And to me, that's inexcusable. And your video is called My Son, My Daughter. Give the email once again on how people can see this. Uh, again, for groups or community organizations here in the Lehigh Valley who'd like to request a screening, they can email video at gmail.com. This is Don't Bring Up God. My name is Robert. I'm here with Bill Tompkin, who put a video together called My Son, My Daughter. If you have any questions for him or what we're talking about, feel free to call at 
1-800-242-0000. And you have uh, several people to thank for this video. Robert, I'm in debt to a number of people who helped put this together. Uh, obviously, the, uh, the people who bared their souls to us, as, as well as the parents who lost sons and daughters. Uh, I'm in debt to uh, James Owen and the Easton Kiwanis Club, uh, Bob Moran and the Palmer Kiwanis Club, Dean Young at the Boys and Girls Club of Easton, uh, Lisa Wolf from the Center for Humanistic Change, it was District Attorney Terry Houck who funded this project uh, per our request, and obviously all the uh, partners, members of our committee at the Eastern Opioid Awareness Task Force. And most notably, I was very fortunate to get a talented uh, videographer such as uh, James Boberka. Okay, very nice. So in this addiction world that we all seem to live in in one way or another, uh, a lot of times parents get blindsided saying, my kid would never do that, giving trust and freedom to the child way too early as you want them to mature and learn to take responsibility. But you still have to have caution, and, and a lot of times parents don't. And I must say, I believe I gave my son too much freedom too early. So by all means, the parents have to be aware of what's going on and guard against it. Absolutely. Uh, the parents need to be attuned to what their kids are doing and um, critically important who they're hanging around with. And then many times parents eventually have to make a decision on whether to throw your son or daughter out of the house and on the streets and stop enabling them as they no longer adhere to the rules of the house. And no parent likes to do that. Uh, obviously, it's a parent's worst nightmare to um, to preclude your son or daughter from coming home. And sometimes these kids get thrown out of, out of the house for the safety of the family, the parents, the brothers and sisters. Don't forget about the brothers and sisters who go through this trauma uh, as, this nightmare, as this nightmare is continuing. So sometimes thrown out of the house, out of, out of the house helps, but sometimes it hurts and actually makes things worse and worse, a lot worse. Well, I can't imagine what it's like for a parent to have uh, his uh, son or her daughter uh, living on the streets and being homeless or couch surfing or getting caught up in that subculture. One parent in your video, my son, my daughter, described her son becoming more and more addicted, like being in the ocean where you're playing and having a good time. And then all of a sudden you get caught in a riptide that pulls you out further and further to the point where you no longer can save yourself. That, uh, that young, that woman provided an excellent metaphor about exactly what addiction is and people getting caught up in that riptide because that's precisely what happens. Was she the lady from Oasis? That's correct. That's and what's Oasis uh, briefly? Oasis is a local community grief support center. Uh, Rhonda and Jerry, who run that facility, uh, tragically lost their son, Ben, and they have turned that around, and uh, they provide wonderful support and family recovery services here at Oasis in Bethlehem. And we're going to have Rhonda on the end of next month. Uh, another common occurrence for parents going through this addiction thing with drugs is to check on their sleeping child to make sure they're still breathing. Because sadly, too many times a parent finds their son or daughter dead, sometimes in their own house, sometimes in their own bed, on some bright sunny morning, dead with a needle hanging out of their arm, it's the nightmare of all nightmares. Without question. And one thing I want to emphasize, Robert, is uh, aside from heroin addiction, what many young people nationwide are dying from, uh, and one of our parents mentions this in the video, um, a, a lot of young people are ordering via social media what they think is Prozac, Xanax, Adderall, what have you. And what they're getting is a pill that's laced with fentanyl. And in many cases, documented nationwide, kids are now taking one pill and they're dying from a fentanyl poisoning, um, as, as uh, Fran Huber referred to this, as one and done. We got a call at 610-720-7900. Who's this? Morning, Robert. Good morning, guests. What's happening? Well, a couple things. I'll just throw them out there, seeing how I haven't seen this video. But um, 
kind of looking into government and looking into drugs and different things. Uh, if you're not going to lead, how do you expect children to follow? And uh, looking into the government, Michael Rupert, uh, years ago, which I believe was an LAPD cop, uh, was on air with uh, CIA uh, Dykstra, which was head of the CIA at that time. And Michael Rupert says, the CIA is selling more drugs on the street than the gangs. Now, if we have people in the government uh, that aren't walking the walk and talking the talk, it all trickles down to your family and kids. And uh, if we don't make examples out of these people, how can we expect uh, children to follow? Um, that And now we seem to have... Uh, places where people can buy reefer at these dispensing places and um and or if they do buy pot uh they as far as i understand cannot uh carry they cannot get a concealed carrier they're not allowed to have uh weapons so uh we've got a long history of government being involved with dispensing drugs. We fought wars over drugs, drug money, and so on. And uh, so who's really at the top of all this? Um, you know, this is the problem. It's, it's more than just kids taking drugs and the peer pressure. Well, we definitely do college. need, we definitely do need the leadership without question. Thanks for the calls, Stu. What's your response to that as far as leadership and maybe even government influence? Anything, opinion on that? Well, listen, there's no question but that the pharmaceutical industries, uh, uh, um, big pharma, have been major contributors to this nationwide epidemic. No question about that. And that's why we've seen multi-billion dollar lawsuits settled. Uh, so they have played a significant role as well as uh, physicians in some cases and pharmacists in other cases who have contributed to this epidemic. Uh, as far as uh, big government, uh, I always like to say this, Robert, that, that uh, the pharmaceutical industry spends uh, much more on lobbying dollars than do parents of young people caught up in addiction. So, yeah. so who has more clout in Congress? Yeah, the lobbying. Yeah, the, the, we talked about that before on the show. Maybe we'll do it again some other time. But yeah, the lobbying is a huge problem, not just for the drug pushing, but so many other things. No question. Now, some of the warning signs that parents in retrospect see with a, dr with a drug addicted child is their child becoming more and more reclusive and private, less and less talkative, no expression of emotion, and not interested in the things that they always enjoy doing in the past. I mean, there are warning signs, but too frequent we, frequently we see them in hindsight. And, and that is true. There are many warning signs out there, but parents need to be attuned to... Um, parents need to be attuned to... Um, 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 Indicators, be behavioral indicators. They need to be attuned to lifestyle changes. They need to be uh, attuned to changes that may occur with regard to school uh, participation, uh, the circle of friends. So there are many indicators out there if parents are attuned to them. And we all agree that everybody needs to learn to ask for help, uh, to talk it out. And express to family and loved ones what's bothering them. We can't be arrogant to the point where we think we don't need help. No, we need to cry out for help. That's part of being a human being. The last thing you want to do is bottle up emotions and feelings and what you're thinking because when you do that, you're, you're just going to explode like a time bomb. It's just a matter of time. No question about it. So I think, uh, in, in my opinion, Robert, a number of things have, have uh, fed this crisis, and um, kids have to be willing to reach out for help. Parents need to be willing to reach out for help. Um, uh, and I admit that there's a problem. Stop hiding it. No, no question. And I hate that, uh, that the pandemic gets blamed for a lot more things for, uh, than it's responsible for, in my opinion. But I do think that the pandemic contributed to this crisis because of kids who were isolated and alone. 
We got a call at 610-720-7900. Who's this? Good morning. This is Paul. Um, Bill and Rob, I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking on this uh, difficult issue and for sharing in your outreach. The evil will affect every one of our lives at some point or another. And I think one of the most important things is to stay involved with the kids, with your kids and stuff. Pray, love, and listen. And I think that is part of the solution. But we need to watch who our kids are hanging around with, and we need to we need to be there for them and listen, because I think we shut them off a lot of times by giving them all of our thoughts and, and advice and stuff like that. But uh, again, thank you so much. This is so, so important, and, and God bless you. Thank you for the call. You know, I'd like to say this. Um, one of the families we interviewed, uh, Fran and Scott, they lost their son, Kainoa, to fentanyl. And one of the stories they they told us, and this is very difficult for me to comprehend, but uh, uh, oftentimes these, these uh, kids who are caught up in that subculture have a, a sub-circle of friends, if you will, or kids they hang out with and they party with and they do drugs with. And what they told us when we interviewed them, uh, Kainoa had three friends that he would hang out with and, and use drugs with. And all four of those young people are now deceased. It's an incredible story to me and a tragic story, obviously. And I want to put that out to the public, that, that there are horror stories out there that need to be brought to the attention of young people, which is exactly why we produced this video to have impact on young people. That's why we focused on young people from the Lehigh Valley who went to school here, who played sports here, who got caught up in addiction here, and in some cases lost their lives here. And the name of this video is My Son, My Daughter. You want to give that email again on how they can organize a group to see this thing? And again, Robert, uh, we're not taking this out for individuals, but for groups and organizations here in the Lehigh Valley. You can request it at schedule at gmail.com. We got a call at 610-720-7900. Who's this? Hello? Rob, this go, is Bill. Go ahead. How you doing? Great show, guys. Uh, Robert, you know me. Uh, you mentioned something a little earlier that made hit home with me. I had a son in addiction, um, and it came down to, okay, you're not going to die in my house. You either I'll take you down to Safe Harbor where you want to go. And I think that was a turning point for us because he then decided to get the help that we were offering. And we sent him away on Christmas Eve uh, to get that help. And he's been clean ever since. You have so, two beautiful success stories that we all should hold on to. Uh, it's, well, it's, I'm very fortunate, yes. You know, went to, go ahead. Yeah, it could have went the other way. Um I think what changed the game here more than anything is the introduction of fentanyl. Um, it's now a killer, you know. We all were kids. We all, you know, did our own experimenting on whatever we did. But now you can't even take that chance because your first chance could be your last. That's, that's exactly right, Bill. As uh, Fran and Scott told us during the interview, uh, in too many tragic cases, it is one and done. Uh, to reemphasize that point, many of these high school kids, many college kids are taking one pill and it's killing them in their bedrooms or at their cubicles. And um, uh, we have really uh, have a critical need to get out there and educate the young people about the threat posed by fentanyl in whatever they're ordering over the internet. This is Don't Bring Up God. My name is Robert. If you want to listen to this show and any any show that we've done, just go to the podcast. That's Don't Bring Up God podcast. That's what you need to search. Don't Bring Up God podcast, and it will come up on several platforms, Blueberry, uh, iHeart, uh, Apple. You'll see. I'm here with Bill Tompkin. We're talking about drug addiction. And I got to tell you, and everybody knows that usually – with somebody that's been addicted, they've gone to rehab more than once. 
And sometimes that helps, but sometimes it doesn't. Just don't think you're going to drop them off and all will be well, necessarily. It just doesn't work that way. Your constant support of your child, especially, is necessary, even though it's very difficult sometimes because your child has been lying, stealing, and disobeying you year after year. But somehow you got to rise above it and show the support and love. Several of our participants in the video, Robert, uh, said that without family support, they would not have gotten clean. So family support is, is obviously critical to successful recovery. And as you mentioned, if you're a girl, it's a whole different ball game because when you need money to support your habit, what's the easiest way to get money? Prostitution. One of the young ladies uh, for whom I have a great admiration uh, sold herself uh, here in the Lehigh Valley uh, to support her habit. Uh, it, again, it's a gut-wrenching story, but she showed such courage to come forward and, and tell us her life's uh, story. And sometimes the solution is living for somebody else, a younger brother or sister, a grandparent or your own child, where the addicted person can, can't do it for themselves, but sometimes they can do it actually for somebody else. Get clean for somebody else. And sometimes that works. And if that's the way, and if that's what it takes to get clean, then so be it. Yes. In this young lady's case, it was um, giving birth to her son. That was her impetus to get clean. And she has now been clean uh, coming up on three years. We got a call at 610 720 7900. Who's this? Hey, what's up? This is uh, Frank Robert. How are you? I'm good. What's up? I just wanted to share something with you guys that um, during the pandemic, you know, uh, the state was putting on a TV, you know, where you can call and, and, and get help in your local area. What I found that helped me was ATC, Allentown Treatment Centers, and getting on methadone for me that I didn't know anything about this. I was tired at three years in the addiction. I was tired at three. But when I learned about the methadone program in Allentown, it was at the fifth year. So I'm happy to say that I am now two years completely clean and away from, you know, using Percocet or heroin to substitute it. But you're right about pharmacies and pharmaceuticals being involved in introducing this to us. Because had it not been for a pain medication that I was prescribed, I would have never learned about the latter. But that being said, the path to righteousness is through God and to you know just just having faith and believing. So I want to share that the ATC centers exist and people don't know about this. And I'm so happy for you and your family that you've come out of this. Uh, it's a great thing. It's a great story. And I've heard that that does help sometimes. Oh, it helps. I mean, uh, some of the, the, the pains that are associated with the withdrawal, you know, a lot of counseling and, and incarcerations cannot help with that. This medicine is uh, metabolized when you drink it. And... 24-hour period, it, it just, just dissipates the, 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 the mental anguish and pain associated with the physical withdrawal of this. But uh, you don't you don't have to keep ta- you don't have to keep taking it though. No, no, no. You, okay. you go into the program. All right, and, I get it. And they, 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 they taper you off of the, the methadone. Okay. No, you don't. The object the, the object is not to become a lifer. You know, in the program, the object is to come in and and, and wean yourself off of the actual medicine, okay. you know, uh, and, and back into society. Thank you for the That's call. Productive. Great, great call. Thank you. Uh, the bottom line is that we all, especially somebody tr- struggling with alcohol and drugs, can't forget alcohol either. There's got to be some kind of hope, a reason to survive, uh, a belief that somehow it will get better with the proper care and love. Well, hope is essential, of course. And uh, congratulations to Frank for getting clean. Um, I, I admire those people who've been to hell and back and, and have gotten clean. Whatever your route is to get clean, whatever works for you, uh, kudos to you.
And you got to remember, even though the parents and family go through so much pain, anguish, agony, and suffering, the person addicted is going through even worse most of the time. They actually hate their lives and wish they could change, but don't don't know how. Of course, of course. Another young lady in our video said when she got to the point she could no longer uh, put herself through what she was undergoing, when she reached rock bottom, when she looked in the mirror and reached rock bottom, that's when she decided to get clean, and she has. One of, the, one of the women, maybe it's the same one in your video, called My Son, My Daughter, who survived her ordeal, says we have to learn to talk it out, express what you're going through, especially as a little kid. Uh, you have to speak on it. In fact, her slogan was, speak on it. She said the pain in your heart will increase every day that you ignore it. Uh, you got to get out what's bothering you. Otherwise, it will snowball till one day it will devastate you in a horrible way. It was a very insightful and revealing comment when she told us that. She was a young lady who had experienced trauma in childhood and carried that trauma with her into her addiction. And don't forget the hugging. You know, hug your child. I don't care what you're feeling inside and the turmoil that's been going on. Hug your child because human affection is better than any words you can come up with. Hugs. Love is critical. Love is obviously critical. The addicted person um, in, in drugs and alcohol, as I said, they need the hope. And as the one gentleman said, his hope uh, was uh, the Bible and, and the, uh, the confidence you get and, and the hope you get from getting close to God. And that's a good thing. Hey, we got another call at 610 720 Seven nine zero zero. Who's this? Hey, morning, it's Joe. What's up? Um, <clears throat> if you've heard of the uh, Jesus Revolution movie by Greg Laurie, no, and it, uh, it it's it, it accounts the real historical situation that was going on in the drug culture back in the you know like sixties and seventies and so forth, and one of the guys who got saved and became an evangelist um i think from what you know i didn't see the movie yet but some of the trailers he said that you know the drug culture people on drugs and addictions he said that they're doing that because they're what they don't realize is they're ultimately searching for god so <clears throat> it's not just a physical addiction it's also a spiritual battle as well because that's how god created us we're body soul and spirit so that's an important part of this battle is to address the spiritual aspect ultimately and as and as i said many times before i believe that the bible is the solution for any problem in life do you have any questions yeah. for bill um well, I mean, you know, there's the problem of, you know, people, the end users, the distribution networks. Um, Stu kind of mentioned that the supply chain, are you guys doing anything with this drug trafficking that's clearly uh, going yeah, on? Yeah, we're going to uh, talk about that. Orders? We're going to talk about that down the line, but not just today. Thanks for the call, Joe. Okay. Yep. All right, Bill. Uh, Talk about your video, My Son, My Daughter. I'd like to mention this before we wrap up, Robert. Um, the preliminary statistics for last year, we had approximately 110,000 fatal drug overdoses nationwide. It is incredible, and it is an outrage. Additionally, for those audience members who don't know, the leading cause of death for 18 to 45-year-olds in this country is now drug overdoses or fentanyl poisons. It is an outrage. It needs, um, it needs to be addressed on a nationwide basis, and I think it's being widely under-addressed. And again, this video, My Son, My Daughter, I highly recommend people get involved and go to this e email to, to get this video and the, and the presentation into your schools, especially into any organization that you're involved with. What's that? What's that? What's that? Uh, email? Again, it's schedule Tim's video at gmail.com for your lo local group or organization. All right. Anything else no, as we wrap? I, I can't thank you enough for the opportunity, uh, Robert, to be here today. 
I want to reemphasize we interviewed Lehigh Valley young people, Lehigh Valley families. Our focus is here in the Lehigh Valley because of the problem that uh, that exists here. So thank you. And you're doing a good thing. Uh, we need to stop making this whole drug problem a secret. Uh, I remember I didn't want to talk to uh, somebody about my son, but then I eventually did. And then I find out that his granddaughter's going through the same thing. This is an epidemic, and everybody's touched by it. Well, of those 110,000 fatalities I mentioned from last year, that's 110,000 American families that were torn apart by drug addiction and fentanyl poisons in one calendar year in this country. And we have to educate people as soon as possible. It's not just fun and games on experimenting with this or that. No, it's life and death. Absolutely true. All right. Well, thank you, Bill, for being here. It's my pleasure. We might have you you down the line, come back and talk about other things. Certainly. All right. Thank you again. Uh, This is Don't Bring Up God. We're here every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 o'clock. All right. And the podcast is Don't Bring Up God podcast. You can search that. All roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again. News Radio 790 WAEB Allentown. Listen on your free iHeartRadio app for all your music, radio, and podcasts.